Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Trump is ready to open us up now. Other people aren't. 
We have good news from the East Coast, and we have bad news as far as anger goes. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Well, stop me if you've heard this before. I swear the show's not on repeat. On repeat, on my life, it's not. We have uh, more bad employment numbers today. Another three million. That puts us at 36 million unemployed. That puts the real number at 50, 40. Some would say 60. Some would say we're approaching. 40% of the American workforce? I'm not making up these numbers. These are what people are telling me. It's really bad. And if it seems like I'm laughing, it's because I learned a long time ago when you're faced with absolute crap, oftentimes that's all you can do. I, there's, there's nothing else I can say. And let's rewind again. Let's talk about this briefly. Why has the destruction been so fast? And, and realize that Nowhere in the United States of America's history have we ever seen anything like these kind of job losses this quickly. Nowhere. And people can make all these Great Depression comparisons all they want. Great Depression didn't ever at any point have anywhere near this kind of job loss in this amount of time. At no point. This destroys anything that was ever even close to it. How did that happen? Well, we did it. (laughs) I don't... I'm sorry, this was done on purpose. I understand there are a lot of countries that did it. I get that excuse a lot. Well, everyone was doing it. Well, I don't know how you were raised, but I was told if all your friends are jumping off a bridge, are you going to do it too? It became the accepted practice in the West that while coronavirus is spreading, you tell everybody to go home and lock themselves inside their homes. That became accepted medical advice, which, let's pause on that for a moment. I'm not going to sit and trash any of the doctors we normally talk about on this show today. I'm just not bothering with it. But understand something. There was a time in the history of mankind where they believed you had to drill holes in your skull to relieve the pressure. Doctors said that. There was a time in our own country where they prescribed heroin if you had a cough. Sure, it made you feel better. There was a time in this country where they gave you a mercury enema. I'm not making any of these things up. It is the height of arrogance to think that we live in the moment where doctors have finally figured it all out. Woo! We figured it all out. Thank goodness, after all that hit and miss, we got it covered. We're living in the same period of history that everybody else has lived in. A hundred years from now, they're going to look back at things we did and at things we're doing now, and they're going to say, are those people insane? And rest assured, not just medically, historically, they're going to look back at this period in American history, and they're going to say, they did that on purpose? They, They stopped their own economy? On purpose? Why? Nobody's ever done it. That's why you're seeing these kind of unprecedented numbers. Unprecedented because nobody in the history of the world has done what we've done during this virus. Nobody has. Because it's suicide. It's the equivalent to, you know that movie you watch with the evil Marvel villain? 
And all of a sudden, the superheroes are breaking in, and he's got to, ah, we have to do something. And he reaches over for that big, fat red button that says self-destruct, and his assistant always says, sir, please, don't. That'll destroy everything. And he says, we got no other choice. That's what you're doing when you kill your own economy. You have decided it's over. We're blowing everybody up. And we just did it without a thought? Without a thought? You have a business. This business is selling pencils. You have killed that business if you tell them they're not allowed to open. Now, if you tell them, hey, sorry about your pencil business, but there's a huge eraser, eraser shortage right now. You're either going to have to pay through the nose for them. You might not even get them. That business can say, well, that sucks, but all right, I'll tell you what, we're, we'll sell pencils without eraser. Maybe we'll sell a few premium pencils and jack up the prices to, to make up for the eraser costs. You see what you've given that business ability to adjust. Maybe we'll have to lay off this person. Maybe we'll have to open up another store. Maybe we'll close this store temporarily. You've given them ability to move around. But when you point the heavy hand of government at them and say, close, well, you finish them. You finish them. That's why you're seeing losses this rapid that we've never seen before. It was, it was nationwide. The president of the United States and its advisors. Everyone go home, lock down, flatten the curve. And not only did the president of the United States and his advisors say it, there was almost no pushback. None. I mean, you had it from me. You had it from maybe two or three other national voices, maybe in the beginning saying, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Get your finger off the button. Don't do that. Everybody, left and right, lockstep just for, oh, well, that's what we have to do. Guess it's time for Netflix. Everybody. And I felt like I was screaming into the wind the whole time. And this is why. What you're seeing right now, this is why. Because I knew it was coming. And how didn't everyone else know it was coming? I don't know. I've never been less happy in my life to be right about something. And part of the problem, I mean, there are several things to this. We live in a panicky, social media-driven society. We live in times where we are softer now than we've ever been. I just want someone to protect me. But part of this is people don't understand how a business actually works. You can't imagine how many people I've had write me and say, Jesse, I didn't know it worked like that. Jesse, thank you for clarifying how it works. You understand that I'm a moron, right? I have less than three years of community college credits. I shouldn't be explaining to you how business works. That's something your college, your high school should have taught you. And mine did. And it's not like I went to some fancy, fancy school. I know you're going to find that shocking. I was in a normal public school like everyone else. When I was a freshman or sophomore, we even had a cash register. We had this little shop at our high school where you could sell just candy bars and chips and soda. And they had everybody work there. And these are profits. This is what you spend. This is what you make. This is a profit loss sheet. This is the basics. And all these fancy people and all their fancy degrees and 9,000 years of college. And nobody knows that you murder a small business if you close it. Nobody knew. What? Um, people, I don't have another way to say it. We're in trouble. We are in trouble and there's more trouble coming. 
I know everybody's feeling a little better now. People are starting to open up. We're going to get to these people who aren't opening up. But understand, in a lot of ways, all we did was kick a lot of the pain that's coming down the road. Paid a bunch of people to stay at home. We have a debt crisis coming. Do we have another home mortgage crisis coming? How do your bills look right now compared to the money you have coming in? Even if you're fine, how do you think the 36 million people unemployed how do you think their bills look right now? You're going to have a foreclosure crisis. You're going to have a student loan crisis. You're going to have shortfalls, budget shortfalls like you can't even imagine. Forget about the federal level. We already talked about that yesterday. At the state and local level, you're going to have these mayors going, um, is my eyesight bad or do we have a billion dollar shortfall next year? Oh, yes, Mr. Mayor, you do. And guess what's coming then? They're coming for your wallet. Do you feel it? Better get one of those old school chains on it that ties to your jeans because they're all coming for it. You're going to see taxes and costs of the way you live go through the roof to make up for all this garbage. You see, government, it doesn't fund itself. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. Government gets funded off of you. And when they run out of money, they're going to start looking at you like a hungry wolf looks at a sheep. Get ready to get shorn. Here's the president. You think your critics want you to keep it closed going into the election? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's a it's a political thing in addition. Uh, I think because some they're states, saying you're putting money, uh, business ahead of lives. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I think the people that want to see the right thing happen. They agree with me. We have to get our country open. You know, it was up to some people. Let's keep it closed for a long time, okay? A long time. And watch the United States go down the tube. It's not going to happen. Here's my only issue with that. And he's right about all that. And I'm not indicting just him. I want you to understand this. This was rampant. This was the majority of the right. I know what the left stands for. I'm getting to that. The majority of the right, politicians and pundits alike, were all about these lockdowns. Well, we have to, well, that's just what we have to do. People, we are never, ever, ever going to succeed in our goal of defeating leftism in America and the world. We're never, we're never even going to flirt with success until we can finally acknowledge the nature of the left. I understand that a lot of people out there have better hearts and better souls than I ever will, which frankly is not difficult because I'm a moralist, soulless monster. I'd never pretend to be otherwise. And I understand you want to, and your childlike nature, think about the best in people. People, leftists would happily burn this country to ash if it meant destroying you and taking power. They would burn it to ash. You had to know. How could you not know when you hand governors and mayors the authority, the moral authority to say, lock your doors, go home, close this business, open that one, close this one, you can't do this, you can't. How in the world could you not see the left was going to take advantage of that? How could you not see? Are you blind? Wake up. That's what we're dealing with. God. Dr. Fauci's talking about school closures still. At least we're getting some pushback finally from the president on that. 
So Anthony is a good person, very good person. I've disagreed with him. Uh, when I closed the border to China, he disagreed with that, and then ultimately he agreed. And he said, I saved hundreds of thousands of lives, which is what happened. Everybody disagreed when I did that. I think that we have to open our schools. Young people are very little affected by this. Uh, we have to get the schools open. We have to get our country open. We have to open our country. Now, we want to do it safely, but we also want to do it as quickly as possible. We can't keep going on like this. I mean, you're going to have uh, — you're having bedlam already in the streets. You can't — you can't do this. We have to get it open. Uh, I totally disagree with him on schools. Why does the president have to get online, get on TV, and say he disagrees with Fauci? Why is Fauci given such a platform, been held up as such this, you know, god of medicine, when he's been wrong about every single thing so far? Every single measurable data, every single metric, Dr. Fauci has been wrong every step of the way. And I'm not indicting the man. I don't think he's some deep state, deep state commie spy. But come on now. At some point in time, you have to analyze the person you're following. But that's another story entirely. Why is the president now having to, having to contradict publicly what Dr. Fauci says? Dr. Fauci, go back to your room and shut up and study. That's what you say to Dr. Fauci if you're the president. No more of this press tour stuff. No more cable news stuff. No more, oh, Dr. Fauci, I love you. You're so smart. Shut up and go back inside or quit. I've had about enough of it. All right, we got a lot more. Hang on. Well, the American people are starting to ask some of the very same questions that I've been asking for a while, that you've been asking for a while. You see, you are highly educated because you watch me. <laughs> I'll quit. But it's true. The American people are starting to ask serious questions, and not even political people either. We got the president of Barstool Sports. Everybody knows Barstool Sports coming out saying, wait, we, we can't come out till, the, till there's a cure now? What? You can't just make everybody stay inside and basically start over. It's insane. Like, what do they think is going to happen? At some level, we've done what you've asked us to do. If you're that scared still of Corona, stay inside. The beds are open. It doesn't kill everybody. I get it. It's not a great option. There are no great options. But you can't just decimate the entire economy. How the f is that going to work? We're staying inside till there's a cure? When did that become the game? Who said we're getting the cure? That's not a guarantee. So we're just done as humans? Get the hell out of here. There's risk. We're Americans. You have to take risk. If people want to go out, they can go out. If they want to stay in, they stay in. We've done what you've said. You can't just midstream be like, just kidding. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, uh-uh, cure. What? That's 100% right. In what universe can we just wait until there's a cure? But beyond all that, that's been the story this entire time. It's hard to remember now because it's been two months and yet it feels like it's been 2,000 years. Do you remember what they all told us at the very beginning, even though I was never for even a day of lockdown, not one down, not one day, but even at the very beginning, what did they tell you? Because most of you were, well, flatten the curve, a couple weeks, two weeks, two weeks this, two weeks that, well, it'll just be a couple weeks. And then you remember you heard the rumors. Well, Trump's saying he hopes it'll be Easter. 
and the media just mobbed him. And Trump backed off right away. Well, 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 I said, hopefully. I mean, I don't know that it will be Easter. I, who knows? And they piled on and piled on and piled on and piled on. The point of the matter is this. Nobody, nobody outside of this show and about three others in the entire country has given you the straight scoop the entire time. I told you what was coming from the very beginning. I told you exactly what the unemployment numbers were going to be, and they're there. I told you exactly how this was going to pan out politically, and it did. I told you exactly how the leftists were going to take advantage of this to take your liberty the way they always have wanted to, and it's happened. I've told you this the entire time. Never, ever, ever trust these people. That is your lesson you can learn from this. It's not even, it's nothing more complicated than that. Never, ever, ever, for any reason, give the leftists even a fraction of an inch of what they want. We have now four, five trillion dollars in spending on this alone already. And they're talking about more. And they, they'll never stop. And we have lockdowns. We have everything. And people now, normal people, I'm glad to see it because this is not a political dude I just, I just played for you. They're asking, wait, what? And I've told you also from the very beginning, if I, as somebody who loves to eat, I love food and I love unhealthy white trash food because that's who I am. And I walk in my doctor's office and he says, Jesse, you got a, you got a heart problem. Got something wrong with your ticker there. Here's the solution I've come up with for you. You need to eat one green bean a day. And that's all for the rest of your life. Then we'll take care of it. That's a bad doctor. That's not my fault if I can't hold to that. That's a bad doctor. And we have all these infectious disease experts standing up in front of the American people telling everybody, well, just stay locked down for two weeks. Okay, a month. All right, two months. Uh, you know what? Maybe till there's a vaccine. Hold out for a cure. Well, I'm really not comfortable opening schools yet. I'm not saying this lightly. Anybody who has told you to stay locked down as a nation for two months, as a bad doctor, should be stripped of his medical license and be forced into retirement in disgrace. That's a bad doctor. That's not just bad policy as far as an economy goes. That's bad medicine. That's unhealthy for the patient, period. In what world would telling a bunch of people go hide inside, get fat, don't get any more fresh air, no more sunshine for you. In what universe would you think as a doctor that would make the population healthy as a whole? Because that is the goal, right? To make the population healthy? I mean, it's more than just coronavirus. I don't know if you've heard. Stop me here. Um, there are other diseases. There are actually, I know, look, this is breaking. Everybody record this. This is breaking news. There are things out there that kill you that aren't coronavirus. Can you believe that? I know it's shocking, but we have people postponing cancer treatments because of coronavirus. We have hospitals furloughing doctors and nurses because of coronavirus. We have pediatricians, dentists, regular family doctors across America shutting their doors permanently because of coronavirus. It's not just bad for an economy. This has been bad medicine. And now we have people like this idiot mayor in L.A., Eric Garcetti, quote, 
We're, requi we're requiring. We're requiring all Angelinos to wear face coverings when they leave the house. There are exceptions in place for small children or those with disabilities. I'm not going to unpack all the idiocy of that. The only word you need to focus on there is the second one. We're requiring? Who the hell do you people think you are? Governor Whitmer, she thinks she's gotten to the bottom of why we're having these protests. These protests, um, it, you know, in a, in a perverse way, make it likelier that we're going to have to stay in a stay-home posture. The whole point of them, supposedly, is that they don't want to be doing that. And that's why I'm asking that everyone with a platform call on people to do the right thing. You know, they, these, have been, um, these have been really political rallies where people come with Confederate flags and Nazi symbolism and, and calling for violence. This is not uh, appropriate in a global pandemic, but it's certainly not an exercise of, of democratic principles where we have free speech. This is calls to violence. This is uh, racist and misogynistic. Yes, that's brilliant, Democrats. That strategy of calling everybody who disagrees with you politically a bunch of racist Nazi Confederates, that worked out well for you in 2016. Good call. Stick with that in 2020 morons. All right, we got more. Hang on. Oh, you're worried about sleeping? I can't believe you're still worried about sleeping. You know why you're worried about sleeping? Because you don't have an ebb sleep yet. You need to go to tryebb.com and get an ebb sleep. Now, I know what you're saying. Jesse, you're so smart. I do everything you tell me. That's good. Go buy an ebb sleep. It's a wearable device, meaning it's not pills. I know what it's like to take sleeping pills. I've done this before in my life about three times, and there'll never be a fourth, because here's what happens. You're tired, you can't sleep, you're tired, you can't sleep, you get up at 10, pop a couple sleeping pills, alarm goes off at six or seven, and you're a zombie, you feel worse the next day than if you just pulled an all-nighter with a bottle of Jack. Stop, there's not a chemical solution for your problems. And ebb sleep, you put it on your head, it provides cooling to your forehead, puts you to sleep faster, keeps you asleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse. You get 25 bucks off. Joining me now, against my better judgment, is the host of the news and why it matters on The Blaze, Sarah Gonzalez. For some reason, the audience keeps requesting that she come back, so we allow her to show up and tag along for a little while. Now, Sarah, I am looking at 36 million people unemployed. I would guess that's about 60. We have blue states still shutting down. Trump seems like he's waking up. My big question to you is, why is Dr. Fauci still being allowed to go on television? I don't think he's some deep state commie spy, but why is this man still being, being given a prominent role if he's flat out disagreeing with the president? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I agree with your pushback there of even listening to Dr. Fauci at this point. However, I think that President Trump still has shown that he is hesitant to completely release the public health experts because he doesn't want to be accused of, you know, not listening to the doctors, not listening to the science.
We already hear people saying that when, in fact, he is listening to the science, he is listening to the health experts. He just knows that it's his job to weigh that against all of the other ramifications, like the economic ramifications that you just spoke of. So I do think that President Trump is is under a lot of pressure to walk this tightrope, to walk this line of making sure that people see that he is trying to balance all of these things the best way that he can. But I mean, I agree with you. I think that Dr. Fauci has, uh, people have invested, especially the mainstream media, have invested way too much into everything that this man says. And uh, they've led the American people, a lot of them anyway, to believe that Dr. Fauci should be the end all be all. And my question is, if we thought that he should be the one in charge, he should be the commander in chief, then why didn't we elect him? Sarah, explain to me exactly this mentality on the right. I'm not talking about the left. I know they're sick. Explain to me this mentality on the right that I saw so many people, and some are still doing it, convince themselves that the left wouldn't abuse these lockdowns or somehow they're acting shocked now that, well, I can't believe the governor's locking down. What did, what did they think these people were doing? Do people on the right genuinely not understand the nature of the left or are they just so sweet and nice they just choose to try to believe the best in others? I, th I think that it's a, the answer is twofold. I think that part of it is that, you know, they want to believe the best in the other side because you have to admit to yourself when you actually, when you actually admit the truth, you have to admit to yourself that the left really is all about power and control. And it's a really sad thing to conclude, but it is the truth. But I think the other thing, and I think probably that, that is more of a factor in this, is that as much as the right talks about the mainstream media being fake news, as much as they talk about not being able to trust CNN and MSNBC, at the end of the day, they have given in to the fear that is being propagated by these mainstream media outlets. They have given in to this fear that if they step outside their homes, that they might die. And I think that fear is the ultimate factor when you're looking at all of these people on the right who all of a sudden have forgotten that we're supposed to have freedoms, uh, we're supposed to have natural rights, and the government is there to protect them, not to take them away. And I just think fear has completely blinded many people on the right. And unfortunately, they're, they are lacking in their decision-making abilities and their judgment because of it. So why hasn't fear blinded you? You're, you're the standard suburban soccer mom with Starbucks and your weirdo diet, and yet you've been on point oh. on this the whole time. Why hasn't it blinded you? Um, well, I mean, you know, Honestly, I think the, the biggest factor in that is, number one, I'm a woman, and we know that women are uh, very, very smart. I'm sure that you would agree on oh, that, Jesse. But uh, number two is that I, I have looked into previously, previous to this coronavirus epidemic, I've looked into um, a lot of things having to deal with the immune system. And so viruses don't scare me as much as they might scare someone who isn't in tune with how your immune system works. And, you know, we think about all of these vaccines as being the end-all be-all for us to be able to live in a healthy society. And I just don't find that to be true. Um, I also know enough about the economy. I also know enough about, you know, having, having a small business. I am a small business owner. So I know the ramifications if you tell people that they have to shut down. If you tell people that they can't, you know, they can't turn their lights on, they can't pay their employees. I mean, I see how that affects everyone because I do run a business. And so I think that those two factors, just having already knowing all of these things, I just don't buy into the fear. But um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that sort of, uh, you know, unless you're an entrepreneur.
sometimes you don't understand how the economy works. Sometimes you can't see the ramifications on the other side. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, as we've seen in the past, the left is very, very good at making an emotional argument and an emotional case. And it, even in this instance, they've won some of the right over on that. Does location have something to do with that? Do you, I mean, you are you reside now in Texas now that you're a citizen here. You're not in D.C. in New York City. Not that I have anything against New York City. D.C. sucks. I, 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 I absolutely hate the place. But I feel like all the media is produced there. So all the panic came from there, from the, from the politicians and the pundits. And honestly, most of the people I've agreed with, most of my buddies who've agreed with me are people who don't reside there. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah, no, I think that you bring up a great point, and I think that that uh, I would give a lot of credence to that, that, you know, D.C. and New York, they live in a bubble. Not only had, did they live in a bubble before this pandemic started, uh, but now you're seeing that the people who already lived in a bubble who thought that their way of life was the only way of life, now you're seeing, especially in New York anyway, you're seeing New York City become more affected than the other parts of, uh, of the country. And so I do think that the result of that is that they can't see outside themselves. They can't see outside of their own perspective. We already knew that going into this. I'd imagine that that would have magnified the problem, you know, 10 times worse uh, now that they are involved in a global pandemic and they see what's going on right there in front of them. They can't hardly imagine that possibly that might not be happening in all of the other parts of, uh, of the country. Sarah, changing gears here. I am starting to get really worried about the anger levels I'm seeing out there. Now, I'm not surprised at it. I don't blame anybody for being mad. I've been furious the whole time, but I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about unbalanced people. We know there's there's a real mental health issue out there right now, and now we've give we've we've cost people their jobs. People were drinking too much, doing too many drugs. We have these angry po protests, and again, I'm not blaming anybody. I'd be mad too, but. I'm worried about somebody getting hurt now, and I feel like the politicians do not realize that that is becoming the likely outcome from all this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it was people like you and I who raised that alarm uh, at the beginning of all this and said, hey, guys, you can't just look at the number of fatalities from a particular virus. You have to look at all of the surrounding factors. You have to look at everything that this virus is going to affect, including the mental health of the people who are being told by the government that they have to stay at home, that they're not allowed to work, that they're not allowed to provide for themselves and their families. I mean, we just saw this story of a, a child, I believe it was, I believe it was here in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, but a child who had been forced to stay in a storage shed since his school got out because of the coronavirus pandemic and his grandmother was abusing him. I think we're going to uncover a lot more stories just like that because people were not ready for this. People were not ready to be stuck at home. There are a lot of really bad people. And unfortunately, them going to work or them getting away from their families was the best thing for that family in that particular situation. Um, I don't see it getting much better anytime soon. And I just wish that the government officials who we put to uh, to work for us, who we put, quote, in charge of, uh, of doing what was best for us, I just wish that they would have seen this coming because... If you look at history, it's not like this is the first time that this has happened. Jesse, I know that you cite the Great Depression a lot when we're talking about this. And when you look at the Great Depression, we can see history showing us that these are all things that we should have been prepared for, that we should have considered before we shut everyone down. And unfortunately, the government just didn't do that. Sarah Gonzalez, the news and why it matters on The Blaze. Go watch her. Appreciate you, Sarah.
Thank you. I'm not done. I have more. But wait, there's more. See, I did that right. Hang on. Joining me now, senior contributor to townhall.com, author of some really sweet books, I might add, lawyer, army veteran, and, and guy who writes the only column I make sure I read every single week because it's daggone funny, Kurt Schlichter. Kurt, I'm being told that the founders actually would want me to keep locked down and that by saying that I don't obey government authority, I'm actually less American. What do you have to say about such a thing, Kurt? Uh, I say, Jesse, don't ever listen to a Femi Jag who's wrong about everything all the time. Holy cow, if that guy had any lower T, he'd take it away from the Marine or the soldier next to him. Good Lord, that guy. Kurt, what? I'm so sick of these never Trump weasels and their bizarre submission. They watch, you know, they watch Pulp Fiction, they watch the pawn shop scene where the guy's like in a full leather getup and they think it's a documentary and an aspirational oh. one at that. I'm so sick of these people. They've got to stop. I had one guy today, you know, another never Trumpy guy trying to, trying to explain masculinity. And I couldn't tell the difference between that and femininity. I asked him to make it shorter so I could fit on a bumper sticker on my Prius. <laughs> Kurt, merge those worlds sure, with well. me. Okay, so you you have these never Trump guys from the very beginning, whatever, people made their choices. I didn't like Trump in the primary. That's fine. But you're me still neither. now, somehow it's turned into, I mean, Kurt, it looks like leftism to me. Am I crazy? Has it, It's gone from, I don't like Donald Trump, I don't like his personal life, I think he's a big spender, to just flat-out shilling for the left. Am I reading that wrong? Well, that's the effect, but that's not the cause. They're not leftists. Okay. They're, they're, they're jealous. They're mad because people like you and I don't listen to them anymore. We don't read their stupid bullwank blogs. We don't uh, uh, go on their idiotic cruises. We don't give them the respect that they thought they were due. We saw them spend 20 years failing, failure after failure after failure. And we said, well, no thanks, because in the real world, where you don't work for the you know, Forum for Liberty and Eagles and Families and Liberty and Eagles, you get fired when you suck. Well, they suck. So we fired them, and now they're mad. And they got the sads. And they're really annoyed because we don't know our place. What, what, none of us live in Washington, D.C., and yet we believe that we have a right to be heard, a right to make our opinions known. How dare us? Oh, well, I never. Kurt, why did they fail? Because, they're, because they, it was never important to succeed. Success was irrelevant to them. In fact, success hurt them. If you talk to these people and listen to them long enough, you understand that when they can really cash in is when the left is winning. That allows them to hype the grift up. When we're actually making conservative progress, people go, "Oh, okay, I can go back to other things. I don't have to. I have to. I don't have to go on the, uh, you know, Ramesh Panru cruise anymore. You know, I don't have to see. You know, I, I don't have to try and." Uh, 
uh, uh, wedge myself in between Jim Swift and the fried shrimp at the buffet on the Lido deck. I can go about my life like a normal human being. They win when America loses. They never wanted to win. They wanted to perpetuate failure because that's how they cash in because they sure as hell can't do anything else. What have they achieved? Iraq is not an achievement. No child left behind is not an achievement. The bailout in 2008, that's not an achievement. What have they done that doesn't suck? Explain to me how Donald Trump is planning on winning in November. I understand we have Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is a disaster. And as everybody knows, I'm rooting hard for Trump. These employment, we're now at 36 million, man. Presidents do not get reelected with 36 million people unemployed. What is the plan? Because now Curdy's in a pride, he's got a pickle. The Democrat governors know a bad economy hurts him, and so they're just telling their people, well, just hunker down till 2024. Well, you're absolutely right about not fixing on the enemy and hoping the enemy's failure will uh, lead you to victory. As a Marine, you understand that you've got to fight the toughest enemy possible, not the doddering, sinewy, old, gropey weirdo that we appear to be facing. Hey, that's the guy I want to fight, but I got we got to pretend he's going to be sharp, and we got to pretend he's going to be coherent, and we got to pretend he's not going to be grabbing the hair of every teenage girl within arm's reach. We've got to fight on other things, and Trump gets that. So you can see Trump is distinguishing himself now between the leftist governors who want this to go on forever for various reasons, including because they think it's going to hurt Trump, and the red state governors who are saying we need, most of them, who are saying we need to open this up, and we're going to start seeing a difference. And I, I you know, anecdotally talking to people who are not as conservative as me, I'm seeing there's a lot of people who are exhausted, a lot of people who are angry, and I think we do have some good evidence of what happened in California 25. That's the uh, Los Angeles district. Uh, Mike Garcia, who, uh, despite being a Navy pilot, is a good guy. And um, uh, he won the uh, successor to uh, Katie uh, Thruple Hill, the uh, hotel room furniture defiling loser, and took back the first Democrat-held congressional seat in California in 22 years by a huge margin. Now, I think... Mike's a great guy, and I think he would have won anyway, again, despite being a Navy guy. But he won by 12 points in a, in a Hillary district. He's the only Republican who's going to be representing a Hillary district, I think. And he, and this happened because people are getting sick of Gavin Newsom and our blue state uh, governor's reaction to the pandemic. Look, we all signed on for a couple weeks of this to flatten the curve. All right, I'll roll the dice on that. But instead, we got moving goalposts, we got models that were always wrong, and we got a total lack of humility, and you've been one of the guys pointing it out, total lack of humility on the part of the guys who were always wrong. If you're always wrong, maybe you should not be so certain about me taking actions that will bankrupt me and start my family. Maybe you ought to look and think and perhaps you know, redo your analysis because you've never been right once. Why don't people admit when they're wrong, Kurt? Is it a lack of self-confidence? Is, is it a, a they, they don't know that they were wrong? What is it? Because I, I, I tell you, I see this everywhere, especially right now with this many people being wrong. They've all just collectively agreed, hey, let's just not talk about it. Well, you've got to understand that part of the elite's identity 
is to distinguish themselves from knuckle-dragging folks like you and me and the rest of your audience by their intelligence, by their insights, by their morality. To say that they were wrong, to admit it, is to admit we were right. And that's not just, hey, I made a mistake, let's do it right the next time. It's like, oh, bought the wrong brake pads, better head back down to Pep Boys. No, this attacks their identity. Their identity is being smarter. It's being better. It's being elite. And they've proven their failures, so they simply refuse to do that, to hold on to their status. It's, it's, it's human nature, and it's kind of pathetic. Explain to me exactly why you still live in California, Kurt. You understand we have this place called Texas where I live, and I'll be eating Mexican food in a restaurant tomorrow night with a big margarita in my hand, and maybe I'll text you a picture of it and be like, ha, 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 Kurt, look what you're not doing. Why aren't you here? Well, maybe I'll text you a, uh, you know, a, a picture of my billing sheet. You see, I'm a lawyer <laughs> in Los Angeles. I am a blue state lawyer okay this state was created for me and my benefit and as long as these guys want to shovel money at me and allow me to sit in the sun you know look i don't get hurt i'm always going to win because that's my occupation in a place that's biased for people who happen to do what i do I'm concerned about the guy in Rancho Cucamonga who, who's got a store they put his whole life into. I'm concerned about the farmer out in the Central Valley. I'm concerned about the guy with the gardening business. Those are guys getting shafted. Those are guys no one, no one is listening to. And those are guys who are going to have to get together and throw the Democrats out, make California the Reagan state it was when I was growing up. Look, I came back after the war, the Gulf War, you know, 1.0. I came to Los Angeles, though I had never lived here before. I, I lived in Northern California. Don't get me going there. I came to Los Angeles because I knew that's a place you could go and do whatever you wanted to do. Maybe I wanted to be a lawyer. Maybe I wanted to be a stand-up comic. Maybe I wanted to write books. No one cared who I was. As long as I could do it, I had a chance to succeed. And that worked for me, but that dream is gone. we got to get it back. I did all the things I wanted to do, and I'm still doing them. Other people should, too. That's the promise of California. I wasn't taught to retreat. I have no intention of leaving. Kurt Schlichter, I'm sorry about the sun in your eyes, but I bet that's how you feel every time you look at me on TV. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All hail. <laughs> All right, we got more. I'll see you. I have some good news for all of you people who enjoy hot dogs, long lines, and Ferris wheels. The Jersey Shore. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says, breaking, the Jersey Shore will be open in time for Memorial Day weekend with social distancing guidelines in place. The shore is central to our Jersey identity, and we want to ensure that families can safely enjoy this surrender. I am happy people are going to get to get out there, soak in some of the Jersey Shore. However, I don't think opening up the Jersey Shore is going to help slow diseases. I'll see you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. I, these stories from people 
who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs.